Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking about we are in Christ. We find ourselves in Him just as Jesus found Himself, as it was written of Him. And He said, you have prepared me a body, you have fitted me with a body, uh, you have given me a body, uh, so that He could present Himself in obedience unto the Father, and do the will of God, uh, to do thy will, O God, to do thy will. So he said, uh, <clears throat> God, I will be the one to go and do your will to fulfill all that is written of me in your word. So we had made mention that if we take God out of the equation, out of the picture, if we take Elohim, which is the creator in the Old Testament, if we take him out, of the picture, then that which has been created has got to figure out and find out its its own purpose. Because if God did not make us, if God did not create us, then that means somehow we just appeared on the scene and we got to figure out why we're here, where we're going, who we are, what our purpose is. But if we put God back into the equation, then we find out, okay, God is our creator. He has given us the manufacturer's manual to find out how we operate. Man was not created for worry. Man was not created for pain. Man was not created for sin. Man was not created for death. All of these things came because of the fall. All of these things came because of his sin. Man was not uh, created for disappointment. He was not created to abandon his children. He was not to he was not created to beat his spouse. Man was not created to steal, to rob, to kill. Man was not created to violate God's commands, but he was created to be obedient and to do his will. Therefore, if God is out of the picture, all of a sudden we see all the disharmony, all the disaster, all the division that takes place and occurs because of the absence of the creator in the equation. And of course, there's a whole lot more uh, to it. But let's still uh, look at the New Testament. Let's find ourselves once again a little bit more as we did earlier in Ephesians uh, chapter 1 from verse 1 to 7. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8 onward. And if we find the word we, we find the word us, we find the word our, uh, then we know it's talking about us. Paul was talking about us as believers. Every time it mentions the word in Christ or in him, that is who we are. We are in the body of Christ. We are members of it, members one of another. Where uh, in verse 8 it says, wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. He has abounded towards us. There is all wisdom and prudence in our being created, uh, our being born again. It, it took God's best 
very best to make sure that everything that was done for us and our behalf, you may say, well, why did he do it? Because of his grace. Demonstration of his grace. Therein lies the whole thing. It was great. Not because we did something to deserve it of our own merit, but because God is gracious. In fact, he is so gracious that he is full of grace and kindness and mercy and forgiveness and long-suffering, all of these things. Now, the scripture continues. And it says in verse 9, having made known unto us, once again, there's the us, there's the you, there's the me, there's the we, there is the our. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. So God didn't need help. As far as somebody telling, look, design man this way, design the woman this way, design uh, 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 his heart, his soul this way, uh, design him to uh, be this way in his physical body. God purposed everything on his own. He knew how we are made. He knew our getting up and our sitting down. He knew our lying down and our are eating and doing what we do. He knows our thoughts. He knows the very intentions and the motives for why and when and where we do things. He knows all of that. He is sovereign. He is supreme. By sovereign, that means he does what he does when he does it. He's not going to take advice from anybody and does not need it either. He perfectly knows our ins and outs, our entire workings down to the very last atom, electron, proton, and neutron in our very being. He knows everything about us. So he made known unto us the mystery of his will, which is in Christ Jesus. He purposed it for his own good pleasure and for for God to do it for his own good pleasure means that he had in mind the best for us. His thoughts were good thoughts. His purposes were good purposes. Everything that he planned for us was to do us good and not bad and not harm. But that is in accordance with his will. Outside of his will, we are outside of his purpose. And being outside of his purpose and being outside of his will, we create a whole new world of elements and problems and difficulties. And there is and are and will be chain reactions of the results of those outside the line, outside the border outside the purpose for which we're supposed to function, exist and live for him. Remember, take him out of the equation and we have the opposite that is going to happen. We're going to have ourselves in total confusion. We're, got, we're not going to know why we're here, what we're supposed to do, 
life will be then filled in in every every single aspect by the enemy he will tell us who to worship where to worship he will tell us why we exist he will make our lives miserable in the bondage of sin iniquity transgression he will be the taskmaster that will be relentless and merciless see totally opposite god is gracious god is merciful god is forgiving god is long suffering the enemy is not in ephesians 1:10 it says all of this was done according to his good pleasure so that in the in the dispensation of the fullness of time that is the time that we live on there was a dispensation of time when Jesus the fullness of it came to be so that he was born of a woman made of flesh like we are there is a dispensation now it's called the church age it's called the age of the holy spirit that we are living in and it has an ending point there is a time that it finishes for us and the Jews are grafted back in and their time begins but for the sake of uh, the study today we'll just leave it at that that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ See everything is within the scope of in Christ not outside it. Our life is in Christ because that is where the whole purpose and will of God lies. Knowing beforehand that man would fall, knowing beforehand before he even created man that he was going to treason high treason God, he was going to betray him, God had already a plan. He already had a plan in place to restore man whom he had not even created yet. So, we find it says in verse 10 that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. even in him now when you read the end of the book of revelation heaven comes down to earth literally in the new jerusalem so that there is he might gather together in one all things all the heavenly things all the things of the realm in the new heaven and in the new earth are now collectively now part of the earth because that is where Christ is going to reign forever and ever and ever that is where we are going to reign with him forever and ever and ever now important to understand that if God is out of the picture and this is just an introduction to what we will be talking about tomorrow But if God is out of the picture then that means we also take everything that is an absolute that is in God 
He is the only one and only true God. He is the one and only true creator. He is he is the manufacturer of our existence. Therefore, everything that flows and emanates from him as creator is an absolute. Let's look at John 17:17. 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. But that's not true today in the sense that people say anything is true. If they believe they're a fly, then they're a fly. Of course, you know, they doesn't mean that they can do what a fly does, but well, they believe. So to them, that's their reality. That's their truth. But Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. No man comes unto the Father. So that means that there's not a thousand ways to God. There's just one. It's in Christ. There's not 10,000 different types of truth that your truth is your reality. But there's just one truth. There's not 10,000 different types of life. There's just one. And it's the life that is in Christ. And to believe that we can come to God any other possible way, whether it's through our works whether it's through any other type of religion, is a mistake because Jesus says it has to be through me. Now, if we take the creator out of the equation, if we take God out of the picture, if we take the very first verse of the entire Bible, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, if we take that out, then man has to substitute that with evolution. I came from, you know, non-existent things. There was a big bang uh, explosion and all of a sudden, you know, as time passed by, I came into existence. God is out of the picture. Then that means I don't have a purpose until I find my own purpose outside of God. I, 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 I don't have a true God because he doesn't exist. Therefore, I have to invent and make my own God or gods, which are not the true God. If I don't know the way for the existence of my life, I will create my own way or one will be created for me by someone other than God. And of course, it's the same thing for our lives. But anyway, I see that our time is up. Join us tomorrow as we continue along this line. Our creator, Elohim, the need for him to be in the very center of everything. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. Keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draweth nigh. Be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.